the tribe The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer Winter's Call. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I am Odin. This is Tyr. And today, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit. So, uh... <laughs> First, we're going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, because his fucking trial is going on. And uh, how much do you think that that prosecuting attorney is just smacking himself in the fucking forehead today? I don't know, but there's actually a picture of him literally face palming when he gets done with his his key witness, his his survivor saying that, well, yeah, I held a gun on him, and then I, I didn't think he would accept my surrender, so I approached him. I was like, okay, hold on a minute. No, my favorite is... When the the defense attorney sits here and goes, so when your hands were in the air, Kyle didn't hold the we- the defendant didn't hold the weapon in your direction. Nope, 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 nope. It was only after you pointed the gun at him, lowered your gun, lowered your hands and pointed the gun at him that he uh, viewed you as a threat. Yes. Okay. Why the fuck are we here? I mean, let's be honest. Well, why are we here? It- he makes a statement. He goes, yeah, I didn't think he would accept my surrender. And, I'm, and he goes, so I approached him. I was like, so you fucking approached him. You're worried that a man is not going to accept your surrender who is armed with a rather sizably larger caliber than you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you walk towards him while you're armed. And your like, statement is, is that I thought he was an active shooter. So you're going to walk to him with a gun out. And you didn't think, and you didn't think he was going to accept your surrender. Uh, most people who believe in gun safety in the Second Amendment would have put that motherfucker on down. If I thought it was an active shooter, and I was that guy, and Kyle had shot two people already, right? I would fucking shoot him. Not yeah, try not to not knowing him. the situation. I was gonna say yeah, not knowing the situation. If I figured somebody was an active shooter in actual danger, even if I didn't know what had happened, yeah, uh, would I put Kyle down? Probably if I hadn't seen everything else. But you have to remember those sh- those shootings don't take very you know they're not very far apart. Oh, I know, and, and so it's like anybody there with half a brain realizes this dude is getting attacked, and then he defends himself. So I'm gonna walk up to him with a gun. Yeah, and on I don't Friday, think so. On Friday, we find out that the FBI had fucking drones flying overhead, so they knew the whole thing. And the defense couldn't get a copy of those tapes, but the prosecuting attorney could, and now they're lost. Really? Really, motherfuckers? Do you honestly expect me to believe that? Abolish the FBI. Up, oh, I'm on another list. Fuck it. I don't care. Abolish the FBI. We've been on that list. What are you talking about? Female body inspectors or, oh, you're talking about the Federal Bureau of uh, Instigators. Non-investigations? No, it's the Federal Bureau of Instigators. Right? The, the plot <laughs> to kidnap uh, well, not only Governor that, so Whitner, like the- of the 12 people involved, <clears throat> fucking eight of them were fucking FBI agents. Hello? What gets me, though, is like you sitting here with going back to Kyle Rittenhouse. They they aren't able to get the 
the prosecu- uh, the prosecution was able to get the uh, Facebook Live video from the the survivor's name. And good lord, I'm not going to try to say his name. Doesn't matter. The G, the G man. Uh, so the the G dude, and and they get it. But every time the defense requests it. And then they go, well, yeah, but we didn't actually, uh, you know, they didn't take it as evidence. He goes, why not? Well, we were worried about Marcy's Law. I was like, no, you were worried. Like, this defense dude must feel like it's fucking Christmas. Right. Like, <laughs> the amount Especially of with the judge going, you can't call them protesters. You have to call them rioters. Yeah, oh, it's shit. like this, <laughs> this, this case is literally, now here's the sad part. I agree with you. That if he sits, if he's convicted, he even sits an hour in jail. We deserve everything that happens. But because the Second Amendment at that point, your right to self-defense is gone. It's gone. Not only is that a scary thought, but here's a here's a funny thing. You know what happens when he gets acquitted? Riots. Yeah. It it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And the fact is, they're going to do the same thing (laughs) they did to Chauvin. Yep, they're going to find him guilty just to just so that there won't be riots. And then, yeah, since when? And then since when, when they did... use it, and then when it comes to a mistrial, just like it's going to do with Chauvin, when it comes to a mistrial, sit here and the son of a bitch is going to say they're going to use it right around the 2022 midterm election to cause all this distrust and uh, throw all this uncertainty out into the atmosphere. Yep, yep, yep. I, I don't understand. I don't. Well, no, I do. I do. We have become fucking spineless. We have lost accountability. We've lost what it means to be men. That's what's wrong with America. We've we've become so open minded that our brain fell out, and we're everything's toxic masculinity. Well, I told you, I told you about the uh, the incident that happened with Kitty Giovisi in 1964, right? How. Uh, as she was stabbed to death in New York, right, three dozen people saw her, and nobody did anything. Only two called the police. It took a long time for her to die and for her to be stabbed, and nobody said anything. As a matter of fact, it's one of, it's, it is the case that they discuss in one of my favorite movies, The Boondock Saints, that the Hell priest yeah. is talking about in the very beginning of that movie. And it caused a crisis of conscience within the United States. Is this who we are? Is this who, who we've become? Is this what the, the, the path we want to go down that we don't believe in anything, that we don't believe in protecting, that our men are so weak that they don't do anything? And here we are, 40 years later, and we have women being raped and beaten on subways surrounded by people who don't say anything we have a public school system where they cover up the fact of a sexual assault so that they can sit here and move the boy in a dress to another school so he can do the same thing there and they defend him the reason that it's not a cry, an outcry is because we're so used to it that masculinity is bad. That yo, know, and then you got the 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 mealy mouth Christians who, and I'm Christian, so take this yo, know, take this as critique. 
We have these mealy mouth Christians who sit here and confuse Jesus Christ with Gandhi. They are not the same person. Their philosophies are not the same. You are allowed to fight back. You know, uh, in the night, you know, I know the feminists won't like this, but guess what? Ask me how much I care. The, in the 1940s, or in 1940, we used to have whipping posts. And the country was better for it. They would sit here and these whipping posts were designed for men who beat their wives. The last one ever performed in the United States, the last beating via whipping post, happened in December of 1940. And he was given 10 lashes and uh, six months in jail because he beat his wife. In 1952, the wokeness had already started spreading. The Overton window had already started spreading. And another man was beating his wife. And a judge sentenced him to jail and a lashing. But guess what? The governor thought it was too cruel and unusual to give somebody a whipping. So apparently it was uh, too cruel to uh, beat a man for beating his wife. But it wasn't too cruel for the man to actually beat his wife. Huh. It's amazing how that happens. How we sit here and we get to the point where men are so weak and uh, so afraid to act to be the defenders because they've been told that it's bad to be a guy. It's bad to be a defender. Let me let me get back onto that toxic masculinity for a second. You know, I were told that being masculine is what's wrong, but back then we didn't have mass school shootings. We didn't have a lot of the situations that we do now. We didn't have, you know, boys dressing up in skirts raping girls in a bathroom. Let me put you a little you know, let me give you just a couple of of percentages here. Just out of curiosity for all of those listening. Uh now I'm not a chauvinist. I'm not like some of the people that we know that we harsh uh, you know <laughs> we rag on about because they they believe that men are superior. I'm not saying that, but let me do some numbers here. If toxic masculinity is the problem, do you realize that out of 11 million single parent homes, 80% of them are single mothers? Do you realize that 76% of all teachers are female? Yeah. Because is it toxic masculinity? Is it is it toxic masculinity or a lack of actual masculinity that is causing this problem? Well, let's put it this way. In today's day and age, anything you don't like, you can just call toxic. You're toxic. Sorry, I had the Britney Spears song run through my head for about three seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, I mean, think about it though. I mean, is it is it really mask? Is it really toxic masculinity or the lack thereof? The lack that we've taught we've we've taught them to not be men, to not be protectors, to not have a backbone, to not stand up for what they believe, and to not have a moral compass, to not have a code. Well, okay, let's find out why. Why would society? Why would those in charge want to get rid of the masculine man? Huh? Let's find that out. Oh, oh wait, I know. Because men are naturally the fucking protectors. They're the protectors of the family. They are the what traditionally, they are the ones that sit here 
and uh, protect the family from outside threats. They're the ones who sit here and they are the security agent in the equation. The government can't have that. They need fractured homes. They are at war with the nuclear family. If you look at statistics in the in the black community, in the 1960s, black families, now take out the whole racism and segregation part, but when it came to uh, instances of uh, success, uh, when it came to uh, uh, success in, in businesses, uh, in terms of uh, welfare, in terms of divorce, in terms of uh, faith, uh, blacks were doing better than their white counterparts. Why? Because they were a tighter family unit than the whites at that particular time. Gone were the yeah. days. Gone were the days of uh, Leave It to Beaver. For the white family. Now it was all free love. Uh, and it was. You know. All of these. You know. Concepts. Uh, that were pushed on. The teenagers of that generation. Uh, free love. Uh, uh, what was, what's his name? Uh, Charles Kinsey. Uh, who was a sexual deviant. Who pushed all of this bullshit. Into the main stage. Uh, because it justified his own lusts and behaviors. Let, let's get that out of the way, right? That they sit here and it's like, oh, hey, um, yeah, we don't have to be a moral people. We can do whatever we want and shift that Overton window farther and farther to the left. Uh, you know, be free. You know, you don't owe anybody anything. Live your own life. You know, Disney comes out with the follow your heart, which is bullshit. You know, all of that stuff. You got fucking responsibilities, damn it. <laughs> what was it, that term I like to, to say that we... Um... Your accountability bullshit? No, 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 no. I'm actually not going to use the accountability one. That's, that is that is my line, though. Uh, no, I was going to say we've, infant, we, we've infantilized adults, and we're treating children as adults so that there's no there's there's no median there. Uh -huh. That's that's literally what we've done. We we've reached a point where we teach you that there's no accountability. Oh fuck, I said it anyway. Uh, there's no accountability, there's no right or wrong, there's no responsibility, there's only what your emotions tell you. There's no truth if it disagrees with your feelings and emotions. There's no justice unless you agree and it makes you feel good. Yeah, it's it's turned us into spineless lickspittles. That's what we are. As a nation, we are are cowards and we only fight for the wrong things. There's a few of us that fight for the right things, but most of us have become so Lack of a better way of saying it, we've become so domesticated that we are just uh, we just follow whatever we're told. Where's we she? fight for the fights. Yeah, we fight for the fights that we're told to. We don't fight for other fights. We ignore things because it's uncomfortable. As Americans, that's exactly what we've done. And look, we've gone from being number one in the world to almost everything to we don't even we don't even rank on the scale. Yeah, 
All right, so it was Dr. Alfred Charles Kinsey, who he's the one who would go around and ask the questions. So if you you know he was the founding of the sexual revolution. He was the you know he's the father of the sexual revolution. He was the founding of the uh, the crazy questions like uh, do you have deviant thoughts? And ask what type of deviant thoughts. Is he one of the ones that came up with the whole idea of, uh, well, that you must be this way because you always wanted to have relations with your mother? You're yeah, kind of like that. But it's Sigmund <laughs> Freud started it, but he is like that. <laughs> so uh, he worked on social and cultural values in the United States and around the world. But here's the problem, is that he would ask de sexual deviancy questions <coughs> in the early uh, in the first half of the uh, 20th century. Now, if you weren't a deviant, would you answer those questions? Mm, no. Okay, it, it's like it's like what I did to you the other day. It's like, ask me if I wear a mask or if I'm vaccinated. Well, do you like anal? I thought we were talking about things that weren't each other's fucking business. That, that's something that you were supposed to be ashamed of, of deviant behavior. It's aberrant. That's not, it's right. not natural. It's so, not normal. So if you weren't, you would answer that question with, I'm not going to answer that or no. Right. Most people just avoided the question because that was the decent thing to do. Right. The only people who would answer that question were the true deviants. So, of course, it skewed the results. But that is what formed the basis for most sexuality, uh, reproductive and uh, sex education for uh, decades afterwards. He even has the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender and Reproduction. Let that sink in. Somebody who is incredibly deviant in his own mindset is the one who framed the conversation from nineteen fifty or from nineteen forty until now. His beliefs and his thought patterns were what deviated or what determined the direction that the conversation went. We let this guy choose. Why? Because it was something we didn't want to talk about. Speaking of deviant behavior, um, you that's how we ended up in a situation where a mother will defend her own son for raping another woman. Right? I mean... It's it's insane. I, I honestly, I'm still in shock about that. I know we did an episode, you know, raging about it a little bit, but like I'm I'm disgusted, but I'm also just absolutely floored that this woman wearing a Black Lives Matter and I swear that was a Me Too badge on there is saying, "Well, you should have defended yourself to the woman, not to her degenerate, deviant, aberrant son who dresses up in a skirt." And has decided that it's okay to rape and molest people in a bathroom. Well, how did we get here? I mean, let's let's think about this, right? When now, I don't know about you, I'm I'm a decade older than you. I don't At remember least. Okay, <laughs> over a decade older than you, right? If I had said something that was out of line, I got my ass beat. 
Yeah, I don't think that was any different. Uh, if I said something out of line, either A, I got my ass beat, or my dad had this... Okay, he would take the top of your ear and your earlobe, and he would pinch like this. He'd just pinch down and give a little twist and lift. Oh, and yeah. Frog, and frog march you out and then beat your ass for saying something you should never say. Well, I, I'll All be right. honest with you. With my father, it was if he was going to beat you, he did it right there. He didn't care about an audience. He would just straight up get you. By the way, we'll, we'll get back to this topic in a second, but I, I have something that I wanted to, to bug you with earlier, and then we got down this this road. You're a Navy man. I'm a what? You're a Navy man. Okay. Uh, so uh, what about that new ship? I don't know. I'm not paying attention to Navy <clears> news. <throat> The uh, they just launched a new naval ship called the Harvey Milk, which is named after a slain gay rights. Leader. Yeah, I know who. Okay, I this and, has been and christened. For, this has been out for a while, and, and christened uh, by a uh, transgender veteran. Uh, how's that make you feel? About I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but no, I mean, this is what we're going to. Look, okay, look, look, look. All right, so. I know that eventually we're going to get to the topic of prepping at some day, sometime this episode. Uh, so I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you the name of the plant that is most abundant in my area. And it pisses me off that it is a perfect survival food. And when I tell you the name, I'm going to tell you its scientific genus name because. It upsets me to think that it is named after somebody that I despise. Okay. The genus is called the Bidens. <laughs> hey, at least they're useful for something. Do you know how much that upsets me? <laughs> you have no idea. Name? It, it's called a Spanish needle. It's this little plant. It is great for, you can supplement up to 50% of chick feed and uh, horse feed and goats. They all love to eat it. You can eat it. It's super healthy for you unless you live in a place where they mine opals and then the plant is poisonous. But uh, it is super healthy for you. You can eat it. It's abundant everywhere. It's a weed. It is the second, or it is the third largest uh, pollinator in the state of Florida in terms of producing honey. Uh, in the state of Florida, only salt palmettos and citrus trees produce more honey than this one. And it, you know, there are certain types of butterflies that are super dependent on it. And it's Biden's. I refuse to call it Biden's. <laughs> it's the Spanish needle. I don't care. <laughs> Well, we're talking about useless Bidens, useful Bidens, and prepping. So I think that's a perfect segue into what I'm about to ask you about. Okay. So Biden is threatening to shut down another pipeline. This time it's the one in Michigan. Is it the one that goes in the, that crosses from Michigan, goes into Canada, and comes back out in another part of Michigan? I think so. I can't remember right off the top of my head. All I know is it's line five. So I believe it's the one that comes from Western Canada. To it, I do know that it transports about 540 barrels per day, right? Yep. So they're wanting to shut it down. Of course they are. Right. 
They wouldn't have shut it down. Now, not only are we already facing a winter that's going to be colder than normal because of several natural phenomenon that has happened around the world, a.k.a. a lot of freaking volcanoes putting a lot of shit in the air. Yeah, yeah. So this is it's going to be a colder a colder winter. Yep, gas prices on- before this were already expected to be greater than fifty four percent or a fifty four percent increase in the cost of electricity, uh, heating oil, and all of that kind of shit. So it's going to cost more. That's before they want to shut down another pipeline just in time for the winter. So we add that, so we know that it's going to cripple the system. And it's going to get cold. It's going to be cold in places like, I mean, look at Texas. Texas had an ice storm. They didn't know what the fuck to do with themselves. Well, look at it this way. It is their intended plan. They are shutting down the infrastructure within the United States, and yet they're telling OPEC to increase their production. They want to make, they want to, they want to destroy America, but not devalue America to the point that when they hand it over to the uh, one world government overlords, that they, uh, it still has some value to them. Well, think about it. I mean, and people are going to say, well, that sounds a little kooky, but it's not. I mean, think they shut down one pipeline. They're shutting down another pipeline. They're already trying to shut down coal fracking, several other means of productions. They've, they've shut down one nuclear reactor. They're wanting to say that dams are, are environmentally (laughs) unfriendly. And then they stacked up how many cargo ships? Wait, because they won't let them come in. Do you know why they're jacking up the price of oil? Oil is going to hit $200 a barrel, minimum, Fuck. before the end of winter. Do you want to know yep. why? Do you want to know why? Because they'll be they'll be sitting on money at that point. No, 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 no. It is way more sinister than that. If you sit here and you, they want to push a green agenda. For solar power and wind power to be competitive, the price of oil must be greater than $125 per barrel for it to even compete. It is not as dependable. It is not as uh, it is not as easy to provide or transfer from places that you know, especially in the winter. Look at Texas. Hello. And but I'm going to say this: it it's not competitive. It has it's also to be not greater than $125 a barrel. Now, I don't know anybody who has – if anybody has seen some of these windmill farms or some of the solar farms. And it's not fucking eco-friendly. Oh, it might be in several other areas, but where it's at, hell no. It wreaks havoc. Well, if you see – The amount of power – the amount of the amount of power it takes to get those turbines turning for a windmill, you realize that most of them actually use up almost all the power they create just to keep moving. My favorite is the story of when they opened up a windmill in the UK and it killed the last snowy owl. The windmill did. It kills birds on a massive scale. And they're worried about species protection. Uh, Wait, windmill just killed. They hadn't seen this type, this species of owl in 50 years. It shows up. Blam! Gets hit by a windmill. Why? Because they're not natural. Even better, do you know in the solar farms that they use in the desert, how many animals that kills because it alters the environment where they exist? Sure, it may be eco-friendly to you, 
but where they're located, it's not. Let's look at electric cars. Where, what chemicals do you think go into that battery? Do you think that's eco-friendly? No. As a matter like of a fact, for a car, an electric car to become carbon neutral, it takes greater than 20 years. I don't know about the Teslas, but these are like the Prius ones and stuff. You know, the ones that most people can fucking afford, right? <laughs> now, here's the problem. By the time they would become economically neut or environmentally neutral, the batteries must be replaced. The batteries are five to seven thousand dollars and are full of all of these chemicals. So guess what? Now you have to start that fucking clock all over again. Have you seen a lithium mine? Yeah. They're horrible well, it's, places. It, it's 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 horrible places. And I keep thinking of that meme. It goes, uh, okay, Greta, whatever you say, I'm hurrying up to get the lithium for your batteries. But it, it makes me sad because it touches on two very th important things. One, the, the lie that is green, you know, the Green New Deal and green energy. And the fact that a lot of, there's a lot of traffic children that end up in lithium mines in Africa. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a lot that of slave true. labor. That is true. So in order for you to have your nice green car that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy and special inside. You're going to use one of the most toxic ingredients that we know of that just stays around forever. Slave there's labor. no good way. Yeah, there's no good way of disposing of it. And then slave labor, not just slave labor, child slave labor. Well, let's not let's not let our good feelings get in the way of or let's not let facts get in the way of our good feelings. Anybody else see the hypocrisy of all these global climate people? Global climate change leaders going in to, to push the Green New Deal on all of them flying private jets. My favorite is the the opt even if, even if what they were doing was legit, right, and not trying to destroy the United States. Even if it was legit, you would think that the optics alone, if you are going to have anything that maybe they should do over a fucking Zoom call, it would be a fucking climate convention right yeah apparently fuck covid it doesn't hit anybody that uh yeah, it's in this world climate change you know the petroleum that you're using and the amount of you know <laughs> pollution oh, that don't worry about it biden was asleep in the middle of the conference i think the mask put him out i think i at this point i really believe that biden's uh biden's uh mask that he puts on that his handlers are fucking putting chloroform on the inside of his mask because it's the only way they can stop that dude from, you know, fucking something else up. Or shit in his pants. I don't think the chloroform would help with that. I'm just saying. I, I'd make it, it'd make it more amusing. <laughs> well, then it could say it happened when he was asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's insane. I mean, in order to push this agenda, and again, this is the same thing that I, I have against... This whole, you know, inclusion and body positivity movement is, I'm like, so you're willing to fuck children. You know, let's just not, even, let's not even dress it up. You know, you're willing to fuck children in, in any future that they have so that you can feel like you did something important by allowing degeneracy to uh, allowing deviant aberrant behavior. And I'm not saying homosexuality. I'm saying something that's considered a mental disease. And not only are you lauding it, not only are you making it socially acceptable and socially normal, then you're facilitating it and the deviant actions that happen afterwards, such as, you know, everybody said that it was, 
you know, you're just being, you know, non-inclusive. You're just uh, transphobic. Well, for one, I'm not fucking scared of trans. But the other thing is, you know, it was a matter of time before this started happening. It was a matter of time before this happened at all. Yeah. In the last six months alone, we've seen several examples of men who say they're transgendered going into bathrooms to take pictures of little girls and girls and, and, and women as they use the restroom. But you can't confront them. You can't say anything because that's not inclusive. You can't even call them by a, you know, dude's up there with a fucking full beard and wearing a T-shirt and maybe some short shorts and says that I have to call him ma'am. And if I don't, guess what? That's a misdemeanor. <sighs> Yeah, well. Now, not only that, now it's considered... Okay, wait, wait. Tell me this. How come we have something that's labeled up until, what, five, ten years ago as a mental disease? Gender dysphoria is li- li- literally listed as a mental illness. But then we have someone with that same mental illness leading the health department that says that me not using her, his, whatever... Hey, leave Tricky Dicky alone. Oh, fuck Tricky Dicky. I, 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 no, I'm, no, no, I'm no, honest. Wait, wait, wait. They literally swapped one mental illness for something else. They said that if you are a trans person, gender dysphoria is no longer a mental illness. However, masculinity is toxic. Masculinity is now a mental disorder. Uh, Keep it in, tier. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Don't say it. Don't say it. Fuck! We are screwed. We're absolutely screwed as a nation. We're screwed as a as a society, as a civilization, when the simple fact that we literally take one actual mental illness and say that if you don't think that it's not a mental illness now, and you don't play along with their fucking fairy tale, because follow the science, <laughs> it's there. The chromosomes don't fucking lie. There is male and there is female. Okay, done. But you're going to tell me that me not using the proper pronouns and following through with their fairy tale and me actually believing in the masculinity that built civilizations, built empires, protected people, built this fucking nation, protected freedom and liberty. That's now a mental illness. Where they would tell you that you didn't build nothing that the blacks built it and slave labor say slave labor built this country and white privileges benefits yes yes that is exactly what is wrong with this country okay we can have an asteroid anytime now i'm i'm okay with it yeah, forget the elections in 2022. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm voting for space or death asteroid for 2022. At this point, I'm, I'm voting for any. I would vote for a dog before I'd vote, but it doesn't matter anymore. Any you know, we're talking about that. Like... Okay, any functioning adult. For 2022. Any functioning adult. <laughs> Hell, at this point, I'd vote for a dog. <laughs> they can't do much worse. Fuck it. I agree. I, I just... How? 
Uh, we go from being the number one nation in the world that believed in freedom and liberty to, to like even free speech. I don't understand. Free speech is only free speech if you agree with the narrative. Like, well, no, that's not how that works. Free speech is free speech for everyone. There is no such thing as hate speech. Is there consequences for your speech? Yes. Is there consequences for something you say? Yeah, there can be. But it is your right to say it. Uh, they, you know. The You're First either free Amendment, speech for all. The First Amendment was designed to protect free to protect the speech that you find morally reprehensible. Why? Because they understood that eventually the tables would turn and your speech would become morally reprehensible. And you should still have the ability to see it, to say it. The Founding Fathers didn't put limitations on it. The Supreme Court put limitations on it. Just saying. How many people are still asleep, even our own side, that just don't realize it? They don't fucking care. I mean, let's face it. If it doesn't fucking concern the normal American, they're going to fucking sleep through it. And it doesn't matter if they're left or right. The left is at least honest that they're going to follow the narrative whatever fucking CNN tells them. The right is like, oh, we're going to fucking stand up for the you lying bastards. You're all fucking, you know, you're not going to stand up to shit. The country is not, the country doesn't have the balls to do it. You want to know something funny? You mentioned that about the right. Did you realize that the Republicans in Ohio are continuing with the redistricting? Just so they can get rid of that one congressman that still supports Trump. Right. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, at least the left is honest and at least unified to some degree. Our side sitting over here just fucking each other up for no other reason than, well, you hurt my feelings. I don't like what you said. He said mean things. Well, you know, we see here, we call, you know, in our last episode, we talked about, you know, human trafficking and sex trafficking and all of these, you know, uh, trafficking in general and the sexualization of children and the fucking right doesn't want to talk about it because it's inconvenience or they don't believe that it happens near them and the left could give a shit less. I mean, the more well, the more that I watch the news, the more I just want to sit here and go, you know what? I'm fucking one of the McManus brothers. Let's go, Boondock Saints. <laughs> we should really do the prayer at the end. <laughs> Destroy that what is evil so that good may flourish. That is that is their calling. When they talk about the Kitty Genovese incident in the beginning of the Boondock Saints movie. And the priest follows it up with, we all must fear evil men. But there is a greater evil that we all must fear, and that is that good men do nothing. So... It's not the actions of evil men one should be feared. It is the inaction of good men. It's terrifying because of how many times we see it. And, and and that's, you know, we talk about Kitty like it's something in the past. But didn't that just happen? It just happened. If I, and was it Philadelphia? And and New York. They raped a woman. In Philadelphia. On a subway. In front of everyone. And no one did a damn thing. You know what? If, if standing up and defending that woman... Or, and stopping that rapist is toxic masculinity, then you know what? 
Listen to me as radioactive. Let's fucking go. Well, it's like the the other incident that happened on a subway where a man twice the size of this woman punches her. In New York. Dude, if I had ever laid a hand on a woman, my father would have snatched my soul out of my body. But that is not that is not the world that we live in anymore. And it is because we have conceded the moral high ground. Everybody wants to be so fucking tolerant that they can't take a stand for anything anymore. And I understand that people aren't going to like the stance that when we decided that we were going to let decadence and deviancy rule the day that we were going to make tv shows that brainwashed people and told them that hey this is cool that this is funny that this is acceptable in society and we laughed at it we seeded the moral high ground and now if we say anything that doesn't fit in everybody's narrative we're hateful bigots guess what don't care Yeah. It just it blows my mind that the the things that the things that we're supposed to hate are the things that we idolize and everybody's so wrapped up like hey you know, I made that comment about sheep and, and that the left follow a, a figurehead, a leader, and they follow it blindly into the grave. But then we have so many people on the right doing the same thing, trading their accountability for someone else, hoping that somebody else will be the savior. Well, eventually you're going to realize there's nobody else to fucking stand up besides you, and at that particular point, you're already fucking alone. Yeah. But you know what? Let's get back on. Let's get off this topic for a second. I want to talk because we were I brought up that whole Biden and pipeline thing for a reason. OK. When it gets cold. Now, not everybody's like you and me, like you live in an area where you could, you know, potentially. I mean, Florida's not going to get that cold where you'll die from it, uh, regardless of, of what mama surprised. might say. <laughs> Regardless of what Mama might say, Mama um, Bear would disagree with you. She's <laughs> we got we got to forty degrees the other day, and she's like, "Turn on the heaters." Just the one in the room, all of them on maximum. Give me underneath twenty blankets, and I'm like, "Baby, it's not even freezing outside. The chickens are underneath the heating lamps because." It's freaking 40 degrees outside. The dogs don't care. What are you so worried about? It's cold. I grew up in South Florida. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. I will turn on the heater for you. Uh, so you live in an area where it's not necessarily going to get dangerously cold. It might, but you have the ability because of the way your house is set up. I like my house, my cabin here in the woods. I actually have the ability because I have a place set up where I can move in a pot belly stove. I can burn coal. I can burn wood. No, I'm not going to freeze. But how many people are are just going to be absolutely screwed? They are going to be, uh, you know, Joe Biden made a statement during the election, and I think that it's more telling now than it was then. He had mentioned something known as a dark winter. This will be a dark winter. And the reason I say that is because people will be forced to choose with... When you look at the statistics of how many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, 
with no savings, no preps, no nothing like that. No long-term food stores, even 30 days, three months, whatever. Uh, enough to get through the winter. You're going to have people who have to choose between heating their house so that they don't freeze to death or eating or paying for their medications or, you know, the list of a thousand other things that can happen, right? Not to mention that it's a holiday and Americans don't know how to say, you know what, maybe we're not going to have gifts this year for Christmas because the economy fucking sucks, right? All of that. How many families can survive an increase of 54% minimum for fuel costs, for heating costs, for food costs? Very few. There are going to be a lot of people that die. This will be a dark winter, which is why I tell people all the time that they need to prepare at least a month's worth of <coughs> food. Three months. You know, if you live in a place where it's going to be really cold, you need to have that food. This way, if you have to make a choice between going out to eat at McDonald's or heating your house, you can heat your fucking house and still eat from the food preps that you've put out. <coughs> there, you know, find alternative means to sit here and heat your house, right? You know, there are DIY plans all over the internet how to build your own wind turbine your own solar panels your own solar system your own biogas generator which i think is probably my favorite because everybody shits and everybody has trash and if you can just let it digest and you know methane, marinate you can, yeah <laughs> you can cook on it if nothing else you can cook and if you can cook on it then you can use it to heat I wonder, I'm thinking, because, you know, a lot of these people, especially, like, if you go up, let's say, Detroit or Chicago, these are places where they've got, you know, apartment buildings. They're not going to be able to build a fire. How are you going to stay warm if electricity is, is through the roof? Well. These are places where it gets dangerously cold, cold enough that you will die. Well, people die of winter causes every year. But luckily for us, we have this thing called COVID going around, and uh, they'll just blame it on as a COVID death. Just saying. Yeah, and they'll blame the unvaccinated for the energy crisis. Of course they will. It's your fault. You know it's coming. It already is. They're blaming us for the shortages of... I'm like, well, no, that's mainly because you all keep locking down the, 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 the fucking port. And then they talk about gas prices going up because of, you know, unvaccinated people, which I think is like I'm sitting here like, is anybody actually buying this? And then I turn around and I look at other people, friends of mine or people that used to be friends of mine. Uh, and, and they're all like, yeah, it's all the unvaccinated. It's like, are there people actually swallowing this? Yep. Like, I, the more I see, the more I understand. Like, I, I already figured out why. People allowed the the Nazis to kill Jews and round up Jews and undesirables. I knew why on a intellectual level, but watching the last couple months and watching it moving forward, it's become more solidified. I understand now on a more visceral level how they were they were able to ignore these atrocities and other people. 
Because most people just want to be left alone. Jeez. Speaking of being left alone, let's talk about something real quick. You know there's a civil war going on in Ethiopia, right? Yep. Okay, okay. So uh, now the Biden administration is having to admit that there are thousands of Americans still left in Afghanistan. They kind of fucked up, right? No, the number keeps changing, which means either they're lying to us or they're so incompetent they don't actually know how many people are there. But yeah, I'm going to say. Anyway, so they had to admit they fucked up, right? Well, they don't have to. Well, I mean, anybody can see. Like, you don't want to make that same mistake again. I mean, not especially not just a couple months later, right? You would think. Any rational human? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So rather than pull anybody out of, of Ethiopia when they're requesting help to get out of Ethiopia as the Civil War escalates, uh, Biden just tells them they're on their own. You act, you act like you're surprised. This I mean, dude, I'm like, this... okay, look, 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 look. You can be stupid. You can be incompetent. But at what point, like, holy shit, you're going to do it again? <laughs> like, we haven't even been six months later. You're doing it again? I, Come on. I am under the belief that this dude is so fucking incompetent that he could literally fail to be able to shit his own pants. I... <laughs> I mean, I guess Ethiopia and Afghanistan are two examples, again, of a another failed Biden pullout, but... What are you digging around for? I'm looking for a needle. Can't find it. Why are you looking for a needle? All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is this is one of those times where Tear is just scratching his head trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And Odin's in his own little world, going, "I am gonna get this." I have a splinter in my hand. I was out working with the chickens today, and I grabbed a hold of a blackberry bush <laughs> or a blackberry vine, and I'm trying to find it. It freaking hurts. So I'm sitting here trying to do the podcast without, you know, fidgeting around too much. And <laughs> you know, like the last five minutes, all I can hear is you digging around in that that drawer. Oh, you I'm can like, wait. hear it. Oh well, that no. <laughs> like, dude, it's been going on. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, what do we have here? Is Odin a prepper? Who doesn't have a needle? I have a needle. There's a bunch in my desk. Oh, wait. I know where it is. Wrong drawer. Needle. And tweezers. Perfect. Okay. I'm good. I'll I'll stop rattling now. While you 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 commit surgery on your fingers over there. (laughs) Hey, the blind man is busy working on his hand, so... You know, you made a comment earlier. I want to kind of bounce back. We've been all over the place, but everything's kind of flowing with each other on this conversation. You made a comment that a lot of Christians, mind you, I'm not the pagan, but I'm not the the organized Christian. I, I hate organized religion, right? So I'm not anti anybody's belief. I just don't like it when you try to force your belief on me. Okay. But, you know, you made a comment about a lot of people confusing Jesus Christ with Gandhi. And I agree with that to a large point because they all tell me, well, God is a God of love. I was like, which God? What I read in the Old Testament was a God of love, but he's also a God of war. 
Like, well, that changed in the New Testament. Really? Did Have you, you not read? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's even go back. They're talking about Jesus. Like, did you not realize that Jesus, not only did he walk into the temple, and it, it says that he braided a whip, which means he had to find the material to braid a whip, which means he thought about what he was doing. He had a plan. And then he drove the tax collectors and money lenders and the and the priests out of the temple, and he was angry. That is not uh, being a god of love. Does not mean there are no consequences. There are no times that you actually pick up your sword and fight. Well, not to mention the fact that in Matthew ten, right, he says that he did not come to bring peace to the earth, but to divide. So, I. Uh, he comes with a sword. Hello? <laughs> he said that. Right? Uh, and yet everybody wants to focus on the don't judge, love everybody, turn the other cheek, blah, 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 blah. Okay, look. The turn the other cheek thing, let, let's just end that right now. If I smack you in the face, I do not physically hurt you. Right? The only thing I damaged was your pride. Jesus told you to go, you know, told people to go sell their cloak and buy a sword. Why? Because Jesus understood the principles that sometimes you need to defend your family. Sometimes you need to be that protector. Sometimes you need to make a stand. And sometimes violence is acceptable. And yet we want to go, oh, he's our shepherd. He's our... David was a shepherd. He killed a lion and a bear before he even hit his teens. And then he killed a giant. And then you brought something I'd never thought of before with that. And cut the damn head off and brought it to the king. Okay, yeah, but uh, so I was – you and I were talking about this earlier a little bit about David uh, because we were talking about the the whole Christians and – Oh, the five stones? Well, yeah, but I mean like you're talking about a, a, a kid that shows up. He's killed a lion. He's killed a bear. Uh, he was actually introduced to the king, you know, several uh, a year or so, two years before, because he played the harp so well. He was for his music. He played music for the king to calm him down. He ends up coming over to this camp. Now, mind you, everybody's gonna say this is probably sacrilegious, but I'm just gonna say it. You know, this is a basic gist of it. So he comes over to a camp and he to to deliver food to his brothers. Right, as they're all pitched out here, ready to have a battle. And mainly because his father was nosy and wanted to know why the hell they weren't home yet. Because they've been stuck there for a good minute. He gets out, he gets there and he sees this giant get up, <laughs> start smack talking, not just his kingdom, his home, but his God. And he turns around, he looks at him and is like, are y'all going to let him do this? Oh, no, hell no. And he starts to go and they, they laugh at him and said, no, no, don't do it. But somebody overheard him. He goes to the, the king and the king offers him his armor because the king's not going to go out there and fight because he's a spineless coward. Yeah. But he, he turns away and he, he, he refuses to go and wear the armor. He just takes his sling and himself and the power of God. Yep. But you pointed something out to me I did not know. I'll let you go ahead and tell him. Which part? The five stones? Yeah, I had never put two and two together on that one. So in the Bible, it tells you that he had picked up five stones. Why did he pick five stones? Do you think he was going to miss? No. No, he knew he was going to take out Goliath. He was so confident in that, he knew he was going to do it. But he also knew that there were four other giants. Goliath's father and three brothers. 
he picked up a stone for all of them and was willing to take all of them down with that slingshot if it came to it because he was that confident. And this is a child. A child. Yeah, so where are you, Christian? Where are you men? <laughs> like, you know, Christian, hey, Christian or not, where are the men? You know, would you stand up to fight for what's right? No, consequences be damned. It's the principle of the matter. That's why I keep telling people, I'm not going to promise you a victory. I'm not going to promise you that it'll be some epic, heroic, down to the last man, 300 stand, but then you accomplish something and you win and you save the nation. No. What I'm saying is sometimes you have to stand for the principle of the matter. Yeah. The founding fathers didn't know they were going to win when they picked that fight, when they wrote that declaration. But the last words were enough. To show the resolve, we bet our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. They understood that there were some things worth living for and some things worth dying for. And they believed in the institutions of the United States so much that they were willing to lose everything, including their honor, for this. And yet, nowadays, we have, we have men... In name only. So is that minnow? We have minnows. Oh, man fuck. in name only. <laughs> so we have minnows. <laughs> that are running around. Yeah. That are running around saying, oh, I'll stand up for freedom. When, motherfucker? When? When are you going to stand up? You didn't stand up when you thought the election was stolen. Well, how many of them didn't stand up for for Rittenhouse's right to defend himself for that other individual that and I can't remember his name, but it was during one of the 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 riots, and he was trying to drive through. He's a military man trying to drive through, and this vet runs up to his car. And I explain to me how this happens, but the vet runs up to the car with his you know little rifle. All up in action, starts beating on the door, and then gets surprised because, hello, motherfucker, you played a stupid game, won a stupid prize. A military dude just leans over and fires straight through the window. Blows him away. Like, well, that's not self-defense, that's murder. How? You're in a road where you're not supposed to be. He's in his vehicle, his property, and you come up with a gun in his window. Everybody else is beating on his door, trying to get to him, saying they're going to kill him. And and that's not self-defense? Well, Kyle Rittenhouse is defending himself against people that were trying to kill him because he put out a fire. Yep. But that's he why was there to be a medic. Oh, my favorite is the one that, that couple in uh, Missouri. Oh. And then the Missouri governor decided that they were going to bring up charges on them. Are you kidding? Have you read the the gun laws in Missouri, there's no way they committed a felony. Oh, what is Missouri has the greatest, has the best castle laws in the country. Like, if you fucking look at somebody's house the wrong way, they can fucking take you out. You know what I mean? The McCloskeys. Yeah. And even then, now, now here's one thing. Mr. McCloskey, I, 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 I think he handled himself relatively decently, but Mrs. Kloski probably... I didn't like how she, uh, <laughs> I did not like her, uh, flailing. Okay. Her, 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 uh, her gun control was not very <laughs> controlled. Do you want to know why that's, that, do you know why that doesn't matter? Hmm. 
because they knew that those guns were not operational. When they got arrested, they came and confiscated the firearms for them to be charged the organization that confiscated those firearms <coughs> because had they, to re- had they had to, to put them reassemble them in the proper order for those guns to be able to fire. They knew that when they went out there. They understood that just the presence of a firearm was enough to detract people. They had no intention of shooting these individuals because the guns were not functional. Now, we understand that. That is a matter of court record, by the way. Now, I love what they did, and I love what happened afterwards. But I have to ask, what's the fucking point of having a gun that doesn't fire? Like, in my mind, I'm like, what would you have done? Like, how bad would you have been absolutely teetotal fucked? If they came charging anyway, and now you don't have a way to defend yourself. You know, that AR-15 is just heavy enough that it makes one damn good fucking club. I'm just going to say, That's if you run out asking. of bullets, you know, it, it's like my shotgun. Once my shotgun runs out of shotgun shells, it still makes a really good fucking club. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you can have my gun, but you can't have any of my ammunition because that'll all be spent and you're going to have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Yep, you will have to. If you want it, you're going to have to dig through a pile of brass. Yeah, and what I don't understand, though, is like you have all these situations and they're like, well, it's self-defense. And then they want to scream that it's self-defense when Breonna Taylor's boy toy decided to fire through the door at police who announced themselves as police. Yeah, well. And then she gets killed. And they're like, well, it was was self-defense. It's like, how the fuck is that self-defense? You fired first, one. Two, you fired after police officers identified themselves and said warrant. Everybody's like, well, it was a no-knock warrant. It's like, well, you know what? For a no-knock warrant, they sure made an awful lot of noise. Because apparently they woke up the entire level of the apartment building. Right. Like either A, you were just absolutely incompetent at sneaking. Like you rolled a nat one and then confirmed so that they heard you fart on the other side of the fucking world. Yes, I put in a and d term. I'm a nerd. Okay, fuck off. Uh, or, or or it wasn't a you know it it wasn't executed as a no knock warrant, and that's also a matter of of court record. But that's defense. But defending yourself when someone actually tries to kill you is terroristic threatening, brandishing. I'm like, you know, I've always told people that a, that a weapon is, is a tool. It's not made for threats. It's not. It's not made for intimidation. It's no, not. As a matter it's of fact, a tool. if you threaten somebody with a gun and you're not in fear of your life, that is brandishing. And that, yeah, is, and illegal. that is illegal. Which I don't agree with. Just going to put that out there. All gun laws are unconstitutional. Yep. Now, I'm, I'm of a firm belief that I don't think felons should have guns. However, that's my personal belief. However, it's not the government's prerogative or the any of the state's prerogative to violate their right. And see, that's what's, you know, that's where I'm a little weird. I'm that much of a constitutionalist. I'm like, they have the right to bear it. Do I like it? No. I do, do I think it's, <laughs> do I, I think that, you know, well, do I think it's okay for a, a violent felon to have guns? No, I don't. I think it's a bad idea and a recipe for disaster, but it is their right. There are lots of people that shouldn't have a fucking gun. 
like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> but that was unloaded. <laughs> no, it, had nothing it wasn't. To do. It had nothing to do. Nothing to do with all uh, with the lady that got killed. Actually, you know, releasing a video, a movie on Hollywood and pedophilia. Right? Nothing. Nothing at all to do with that. Right? Clinton body count increases by one. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start referring to it as being Clinton from now on. No, no, no. You have a choice. You have the bald one or the FedEx driver. <laughs> or you can Epstein yourself, one or the other. You know they're, they're talking about the the guy. I can't. I can never remember his name. Like, well, he committed suicide. I was like, he was double tapped in the back of the head. How do you figure that suicide? I don't know. Like, it's not physically possible. Boondock Saints. From the back of the head with two guns. Well, it's crossed. Came out the uh, opposite eyes. Right. Now, it's possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible. And someone coming across the body in Washington, D.C. and finds two guns and a dead body will probably take the guns and not help the person with the the gunshot wounds because that's the type of town it is. It's possible, but not likely. So that's a rabbit hole we do not need to go down tonight. If we try to list out all the people we think have been Clinton, we're going to be here for eternity. Do you realize that Hillary Clinton's body count is higher than most serial killers in the United States? If 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 what the conspiracy theories say, she has a higher body count than most serial killers in the United States. Well, fuck, uh, look at it this way. the The individuals that died in Benghazi alone. That's four. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more than most murderers in the United States. Well, most serial, serial killer has to has have to a be minimum two. of three. Okay. So technically you could consider her a serial killer. Uh, she didn't. Yes, she did. Okay, look. I know everybody's going to say, well, she didn't actually physically do it. You know what? That's true. She didn't do it. She facilitated, basically designed the damn thing. She refused to help and withheld the aid that was necessary. You think it's impossible? Is the military, is our our military so fucking weak? They couldn't go in there for a bunch of hajis and be like, fuck all y'all. We're taking our people. We're going home. They were told not to act. And so, wait, wait, so are you saying... The fact that they followed orders. So are you saying that by failing to act, she's guilty? Yes. Okay. I'm okay with that. Well, see, that's, that's another reason. You remember I made that statement that if you know something bad is happening and you decide not to act because you don't want to be, even though you have the ability to, that you're worse than the perpetrator of the crime? You're guilty by the fact that you didn't do anything and you could have. Does that mean that legally you're guilty? No, maybe not. But realistically, let's be fucking honest. You are guilty. Anyone. All those people. All those people on the fucking subway are guilty of what happened to that woman. Agreed. Agreed. If you you sit back and do nothing. But there's that, that, that favorite bitch of mine. Accountability, I get it. <laughs> All right, I need so, to find a new word. <laughs> I, I like it. It's like your tagline, and it is much easier to say than pablum puking what automaton. 
So <clears throat> pseudo intellectual pablum puking automatons. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck ever. I like accountability. It's easier I can repeat it. So. <laughs> repeat it, let alone I mean fuck, you could spell that one at least. <laughs> Have I you can ever spell tried to... Pablum? Pseudo intellectual? I can spell that one too. Pablum puking automaton. Can you spell automaton correctly? Yeah. Okay. Because I actually had somebody try to tell me that I misspelled automaton and, and pseudo intellectual, and I was like you are by definition <laughs> pseudo intellectual. <laughs> it doesn't the have irony a irony in it. <laughs> oh, dude, the uh, <laughs> the left does not understand irony. All right, so I think we need to call the end of this episode. Okay, it's been a really bullshit episode. I mean, we've just gone back and forth on a few things that have happened. I'd like to leave people on a thought though. We're all gonna die. No. Well, yeah, besides it's, that, it's not the one you're <laughs> going for. It's not the motivational no. speech. No, 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 no. It's two things. Because the last thing I want to say is actually a very, very, very positive. But guys, it's gonna be bad this winter, right? And, and we've talked about it a little bit. Find some way. Either stockpile food so you have enough money to pay for these ridiculous bill. Stockpile, you know, a little gas canister so you can put in a little, a little space heater. Get kerosene, something. I don't care. Find a way now, because if you all start acting like that when it's when the winter hits and it gets cold, you're fucked. It'd be like the toilet paper all over again. So act now. Yeah, definitely. Now is the time to take action. But as to the positive thing, no, oh, that's you, not you, the you, no, 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 you'll you'll appreciate this, Odin. So today there were thousands of city workers, LAPD officers, firemen, citizens, mental health workers, health workers that gathered outside the L.A. City Hall to protest the upcoming deadline for COVID vaccine mandates. Thousands. You heard that like got they're... stopped in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. A federal judge? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Well, fuck, I didn't want to end it like this. Yeah, but apparently Biden has decided he's going to tell them what to do anyway outside of the court case. And, like, he doesn't understand that's exactly, you know, that's not how it works. But, you know, hell, Shitler, let's go. <laughs> All right, and with that, <laughs> thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 okay. I'm Odin. This is Deer. Hell, hell, Schindler. Schindler. <laughs> uh, See you next time. Oh, damn. <laughs> the preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.